0: football's right around the corner oh my god I'm so excited and you can get in on all of the action with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL and with the NFL returning DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game So listen up because you do not want to miss this. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. DraftKings didn't forget about current customers. All customers can participate in DraftKings Week 1 no brainer which is awesome for opening night all customers can double their money as long as Tampa Bay doesn't lose by 74 points De- oh man i would it would be so nice if Tampa Bay did lose by 74 points but i don't want you to lose money so take that bet download the draftkings sportsbook app now and use promo code dnvr that's DNVR to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Gotta be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage are required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 welcome to the that's good broncos podcast i am your host brandon Pernell, and i'm joined by your other host will keys notice how i didn't say co-host will i said other host
1: other host
0: yeah there's I think no that's fair. yeah there's no co-host co to me sounds like lesser right like this is my co-host i'm above him
1: yeah it's like uh you know you got a pilot and a co-pilot yeah no one thinks the co-pilot does anything right right they just sit there in the cockpit and take a nap unless you know
0: the the real pilot like has a heart attack or something yeah, basically, like I'm like Denzel Washington in the movie Flight, where yeah. the copilot's very important to everyone's safety and lives. Until shit gets crazy, then I can turn the airplane upside down. We're gonna roll it and save everybody.
1: On cocaine. Yeah, all while drunk. you're drunk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good movie. I haven't seen that in a while. Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that I'm no longer the co-host and I survived cut down day. Yep, you made the and roster. Just the other <clears throat> host. You made yeah. the two the two man roster? Two man um, roster is here.
0: Sort of been a tough show to do by yourself. Oh god. So. I drowned. I drowned. <laughs> uh, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's Top Rated Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings to take advantage of all of their can't miss offers. With football season starting, there's gonna be so much to bet on. And just the way I, I bet on my coffee company, benchwarmerbrew.com. Yes. You can you can get coffee there. Hold on. He's getting the coffee. I got a oh, a fan designed t-shirt. It is anime me. It's the <laughs> anime version of me. He asked, do you want a cartoon or anime? And I've only watched uh, Miyazaki Totoro uh, in terms of anime. <laughs> I said, let's get weird. Let's go anime. Um, I'm going to no, put a link. It's not pixelated. Yeah, it's not pixelated. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put a link to his t-shirt store. Uh, he designed it for free. Wow. So I'm just giving him a, a shout out. 10% of his profits go to the FDNY Foundation. Uh, it's an organization, uh, that supports families that lost someone due to, uh, the line of duty from, uh, you know, nine 11. So he's designing t-shirts. He's given back to a good cause. Uh, he wanted me to, uh, he reached out to about like doing an ad to, to shout it out. Um, and then I was like, no, dude, you're, you're giving money to charity, I'll do it for free obviously. And then he's like, well, let me design you something. Uh, so he made anime bench warmer <laughs> me. Hey, yeah. If you want to see, he's got like, uh, obviously a, an anime version of me is kind of weird. So if that's not, <laughs> not your jam. Uh, check out uh Pharaoh designs because he's got some really cool, really well done designs there. Like dude's a talented artist. Pharaoh Designs, again, link in the description if you want to check him out and uh, you know support a cause there. Today, we're going to be talking about Broncos news and a little bit of AFC West news. A lot of cuts, trades, uh, rosters shaking up, getting ready for the season, so there's kind of a lot to talk about. And uh, we'll start with Broncos stuff, and then we'll kind of get into maybe some tidbits of the AFC West, any of the, the roster moves or cuts that surprised us. And, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: All right. I want to start with the Bryce Callahan trade rumors because
0: – They are hot today.
1: Yeah. a T-shirt's about to be hot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're they're hot rumors. So they kept, I guess, all the corners except for – the ones you expected, O.J. Moody is on IR. They kept Carrie Vincent, but they're still very deep at the position, so much so that it makes sense to get rid of one. It makes sense to keep them all. Uh, if you watch the Buffalo game last year, I think you could argue that uh, no amount of corners is enough, yeah. or good corners at least. But there's some rumors circulating now that Bryce Callahan could be on the move. I saw the Jets as one landing spot, and then his former team, the Bears, were also mentioned. I always think that's kind of weird. You know, when you let a guy walk, and then <laughs> two years later, are like, ah, come back. It's kind of strange to me. But yeah, uh, there's two potential fits there. The question for you really is what would it take – in terms of compensation. I
0: see. Uh,
1: yeah, what 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 kind of draft pick? I mean, personally, I'm not letting him go for
0: anything less than Justin Fields. <laughs> okay, Chicago, you want Bryce Callahan send us mm, a third rounder and Justin Fields. Yeah. And you just kind of hope they don't hear the Justin Fields part and then they sign the the contract. Third Justin Fields. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing because I don't think they should trade Bryce Callahan. Um, that's what you just said, right? You would like them to keep him. I think I, I can there's definitely a price. Well yeah, there's a price for everything. Also keep in mind that Iang Basie, Bassy, if you will, um, is on the pup list. <laughs> yeah, as is Duke Dawson. Uh, And like you just mentioned, they put OJ Mudia on uh, IR. So you've got Kyle Fuller, Patrick Sertan, Ronald Darby, and Bryce Callahan. And then all of those guys. So the Broncos could afford to lose him. But I want to play against the Chiefs with four starting caliber corners on the field. Even if two of those guys are covering either Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill. I don't care. Like, yeah. I just want to stop the chiefs and I want to beat them this year. My thought is you trade Bryce Callahan to the green Bay Packers who could use a little corner help. You get a second rounder and I don't know, a fifth rounder. And then next off season, when you got to trade for Aaron Rodgers, you just send them those draft picks right back. Just right back. Uh, because, That's, I mean, obviously it's always great to have picks, but I think if you're not going to make a move this off season for a quarterback or some other premier player that you kind of identify as maybe a weakness this season, the Broncos have a decent amount of picks next year. They've got great cap space. Like they can fill those roster spots. You get rid of uh, I think, well, this is Bryce Callahan's last year in his contract too, right? Yeah. Same with
1: Kyle Fuller.
0: Yeah. Well, Kyle Fuller's on a one-year one deal. Year deal. There's a good chance you could bring him back if he's playing well this season. If you release Bryce Callahan now or trade him, I mean, they're not going to release him. That'd be stupid. Uh, That'd be very, very bad. Like you would release one of your injured corners that's, you know, young and maybe you just re-sign him on the practice squad. But um if you trade Callahan now I would work on a deal with Kyle Fuller for an extension this season and get him yeah. locked up. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think you could get maybe a second rounder for Bryce. I feel like the Cowboys would give up something for a good corner. <laughs> um, the who know, I, I wouldn't want to send him to Houston, but they seem to be willing to uh, sign for anyone. They seem so, to not know what they're doing. Right. But I think a second rounder or at least like two, like a third and a fourth, maybe You you want draft picks where you're going to get an impact player. So I think yes. Fourth is the highest and you got to have a package. You got to get like two picks. If it's there, I'd be okay with the second. Um, but I don't, again, I'd prefer the Broncos to just, you already doubled down on the defense when you didn't draft a QB. So let's just stick with that plan. Otherwise it looks like you don't have a plan.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good point that if you're kind of just wandering into the start of the regular season going, Oh, I guess we have too many corners. It kind of shows some poor planning. On that on that end, and well, it doesn't mean that if you're if you're listening to offers, that doesn't yeah. mean that you know you didn't see this coming because obviously even if this was the plan to be the deepest cornerback group in the NFL, you'll still listen. And if somebody goes, uh, here's you know a first round pick for Bryce Callahan, it's not going to happen. But if that was an offer, of course you're going to listen to that. Of course you're going to take it. Um, there's a price for everybody on this team, but I do want to see because it, it, it's not redundant to have four really good cornerbacks. Um, no, no. <laughs> it might make the, the Sertan pick, if you're not playing him enough, then that becomes a problem, but you can play four corners at a time and you can, and you can have a base dime defense. And I think that's what they want to do. Um, but yeah, you kind of want to give that a shot and say, we've got Von Miller and Bradley Chubb back. We're going to get to the passer really quick and when they do let the ball go, we've got four starting caliber corners ready to cover and pick the ball off. I think that's intriguing. You're playing a team like the Chiefs. You want to do that.
0: Yeah. You want to have the Chargers that kind of this advantage. season. And like, the
1: Chargers, sure. The Raiders, there's three really good passing teams. I like think if you can slow them all down, um, that's worth turning down like a fourth round pick. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think by naming Teddy Bridgewater the starter, you are your plan is that defense better be fucking amazing yeah and like you said like injuries last year messed up so much for this team you get one corner maybe it's not even like a serious injury a guy that's out like a couple weeks knowing you've got three of those other guys to lock it down is such a luxury there are teams that don't have two good corners so right um (laughs) i would I would just stand by that. I think it's it's one of the things I'm excited about heading into the season. So it would three good corners. That's fine. I'll roll with it. But like, I like knowing that I, I shouldn't worry about that position group, and it's yes. one of the most important position groups on the field. And the other thing you touched on was the Broncos weren't actively seeking to trade Bryce Callahan. They're just getting a lot of calls from teams because they have so many corners. So, uh, a team, I will mention the t- a team that, well, the t- a team that the Broncos have a good relationship with in terms of, if you're connecting it to John Elway, a team I think could use a little upgrade in the secondary, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. yeah. You put Bryce Callahan over there with, you know, Jason Verrett, um, I think that improves. We do really even half
1: now. Richard Sherman's gone.
0: Sherman's Emma gone. gone. Juan Williams, um, Ambry Thomas.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Just uh, give us Trey Lance, and we'll make it happen. Although, to to San Francisco's credit, they did draft or acquire uh, two players from our best-named players episode in Len, uh, Diamandor Lenore. Sure. Uh, our Edgar Allen uh, poem guy. And then uh, Talanoa Huafonga, who uh, I, I'm pretty sure Huafonga is something I turned into a dick joke. So uh, a giant phallus is a Huafonga. <laughs> it just sounded it's like annoying. a girthy, meaty penis. And that's what I went with. Um, but yeah, yeah, they like, that's a team that's competing. You expect to be in the playoffs and... Mm, could be looking to upgrade their secondary. Haven't heard anybody say the 49ers, but... Hi, here's a hypothetical that is not going to happen,
1: but it's interesting to think about. You send Bryce Callahan and Teddy Bridgewater for Jimmy Garoppolo. <clears throat> if you do it?
0: Oh, man. It's like, is Jimmy Garoppolo better than Teddy Bridgewater? Maybe a little bit, but... I mean, he's so handsome too. He is so handsome. You get that handsome to, guy, street cred, a handsome
1: boost in the locker room.
0: <laughs> no, I think, I don't think so. You don't think so? I'm, I like Jimmy Garoppolo, but not much more than Teddy. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. I guess the problem there is you're sending Bryce Callahan, who's very prone to injury, to get Jimmy Garoppolo, who's also very prone to injury. Yeah. Um, I guess that would be one of the reasons in favor of trading Bryce Callahan was, you know, he could get injured by like week two and miss 10 games. He hasn't stayed healthy uh, either season. I mean, he didn't play in 2019. He was great when he was on the field last year, but didn't stay healthy the whole year.
0: That's something I thought about earlier. It's like, when would your max value be for Bryce Callahan?
1: Yeah. yeah like, I mean, you saw the trade deadline. So if you're out of it by then, like we're really, really hoping they're not out of it by
0: then, but God, they are, they are. That's a, it's, it's a bad season. Yeah. It's on the trade, but yeah, like all four of your corners are say healthy and um, the defense is playing well and you identify like another area of need, or you realize like we are going to move from Bryce Callahan, move on from Bryce Callahan in, you know, after 10 games, let's just get the picks now and finish the rest of the season. I think at least starting with it, with him there is smart. You do run the risk. He could get hurt, but I think he's hopefully past that a little bit. Um, but I don't know. Injuries are just unpredictable. (laughs) They definitely are. Um, You know what's something something which is a good reason you should keep a lot of corners. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, because you can play them. You can move them around too, (laughs) like chess pieces. Mm -hmm. The queen's gambit, the bishop's gambit,
1: and another reason too. I think is it gives Fangio that opportunity to play Patrick Sertan. As kind I, of a wild card. Yeah. Like they've been talking about. So you, you want to just see like, hey, this is not going to be his role forever, but if he can play this kind of hybrid defensive back linebacker type role,
0: this is the year to do it. Give it a shot. See what yeah. happens. Sin Sertan in on some blitzes, you know, that are kind of surprised. disguised as coverage. You can do some fun let things play, there.
1: Let him play quarterback a little bit. Yeah. Throw the ball uh,
0: Hunt the ball like Bishop Sycamore. There we go. The the one thing I feel good about that it took a week of, you know, accepting Teddy as the starter to to sink in (laughs) Yeah, is if Teddy gets injured, I feel good about Drew Locke being the backup. So Drew Locke starting last year and you had Jeff Driscoll and Brett Rippon, like, You don't feel great about the quarterback depth, right? Especially right. after you watch just Jeff Driscoll play, you're like, Oh dear God, um, how long <laughs> is locked out? Then Brett, you know, Rippon looked, you know, decent, but if something happens to Teddy, your drop off to Drew Locke is small, and then hopefully in that situation, Locke excels and takes advantage of yeah, it might not be a drop off with the Broncos, but um. That's, like, one of those things I kind of – I guess I didn't – when we were, like, complaining about Teddy getting the start over Locke, like, I didn't really think about that. So, a correction, if you will. I
1: I think that's – I think that makes sense. Yeah. Again, though, like, I I think the the order there is a little bit messed up because you could make the same case, obviously, for, you know, if Drew Locke struggles, you've got a great backup situation in Teddy Bridgewater and you just don't know like you don't know what's gonna happen to Drew locks confidence after getting benched no it could it could do wonders for it you know it could light a fire i guess or it could totally break him we don't know is yeah it's point. a guess it's like
0: oh yeah we bench him and that's what built all his confidence and that's why he turned into a great pro i mean yeah okay <laughs> yeah maybe um Brett Rippin was released, but he made it back onto the practice squad, uh, so I do like that. I do too. Cam Newton was released this week as well. Not on a practice squad. Not on a practice squad. Uh, He gets to choose where he goes next. Do you think he'll go anywhere this year? If somebody gets hurt, if a quarterback gets hurt, I really think he'll go somewhere. The rest is up to him. I think if he's willing to accept a backup job, then – I would be happy as an organization to sign cam Newton. I would overpay cam Newton to be a backup. uh, If he was good with that role, especially if you have a young QB, like I said, in the episode, I thought the jets would make a ton of sense because they have no veteran experience on their roster at quarterback. They have Josh Johnson, but he's listed like fourth on the depth chart, put cam behind Zach Wilson. I don't know. I just like that for some reason. Um, but that's Cam has to be all in on that role because if he's not, then putting him in your locker room with young QB, you know doesn't matter. He's got to be willing to be like an open book to helping somebody else out. Uh, Cam seems like the kind of guy who would do that, but like he doesn't strike me as Joe Flacco, who's not going to mentor mentor anyone ever. Uh, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Like yeah, I I question whether
1: he's built for that. It's there's a question of whether he's willing to and whether he is just built to be a backup
0: because it's kind of just built to do anything if you've seen that frame. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, but that is kind of that is kind of part of it. Like he is a very charismatic player, Mm -hmm. both kind of in the media and, and probably in the locker room, I'm assuming. But when you see him next to Mac Jones, you're like, okay, I know which one's the starting quarterback and which one's the backup. And it's just weird. It's a weird thing to have a Heisman winner, number one pick, former MVP. It just – there's a lot of – I don't want to say negative baggage, but there's baggage there as a backup quarterback. And he's almost like (laughs) – he's almost too threatening to the starter. (laughs) in a way no, that's
0: fair I mean uh yeah I don't know I said the Giants or the Jets because <laughs> I think yeah, like I mean look at
1: like <laughs> Daniel Jones struggles and then Giants fans look at the bench and see this like 6'5 Greek god who runs like uh Herschel Walker and can throw the ball a million miles down the field and they're like oh, we're going to stick with the guy who's fumbled three times already today? Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a very appealing backup choice because, you you know, you, you can look back at what he's done over his career. You kind of ignore what happened last year and you can go, oh, well, it was 2020. It was COVID. You know, his, his passing numbers weren't necessarily indicative of everything. He had COVID, whatever. Give him a chance. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a weird backup situation to have. Question, though, for you. Not at this point. But back when they traded for Bridgewater, same compensation. Would you rather have Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater?
0: Teddy? You think so? Yeah. My issue with Cam is I just – I don't think he – I don't think his shoulder is right. Like, I don't think he'll be a consistent passer, really. I don't think it's been right for a long time. Yeah, it's been like two or three years. That's what, like, worries you. And I know he – He played well in that second preseason game, but he did not play well in that first one. And his issues were part of them were just his passes were bad. Um, That just seems like something that's going to kind of linger week to week. Like maybe, you know, one week he plays really well, but I think you're just gambling with it. And he's just taken such a beating throughout his career because he is so fucking strong and perfectly built like just taking a toll on his body I just don't think it's right like he doesn't look like Cam Newton when Cam Newton was winning MVP and when he led the Panthers to the Super Bowl and even like two years late after that he had a a pretty good season but uh, I think that last year with Rivera in Carolina it just they played him through some injuries forced him to or he came back too early and I like that's if his arm was good hell yeah i would have taken cam in a second um you kind of live with some mistakes with cam but you always have like there's a, an upside there yeah you're always like pretty sure you're gonna get 10 rushing touchdowns yeah at least <clears throat> and the your your red zone offense is so powerful like yeah he can he scores so many red zone touchdowns or he did uh if you have good running backs to hand off and then a bunch of receiving weapons like that's a nice luxury to have, but I'm not sure he's just that player anymore.
1: Yeah. And it kind of does bug me when people, cause I think there's a debate to be had, but there's people like, uh, it's one of the guys on PFF and a couple other, you know, Twitter know-it-alls who go, well, Cam Newton's easily the best quarterback on the Broncos roster. Oh my God. I was like, yeah, yeah. I watched, I watched Cam Newton play last year. I watched Teddy Bridgewater play last year. Yeah, it, I mean, if you're coming away thinking like one is clearly better than the other, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, no, Kim you're just saying do, did throw. Did he did throw eight touchdowns last year. Yeah, Cam starting most of the season. Yeah, Cam Newton. It's like, okay, well let's uh, you know, let's let's slow down on the hyperbole here, but quarterbacks will will do that to people, and and people want to hold on to the hope that, you know, he can
0: regain 2015 form. And it's just never,
1: it's never going to happen. Yeah. Here's it's the never thing. never going to happen.
0: Three of those eight passing touchdowns came in uh, week six, 16, final <laughs> game of the season against the jets. Okay. No, those don't count. So he also had uh the team that 12- was trying to lose. Yeah, he had 12 rushing touchdowns. Yes. So if you if you have a team with a hall, this is what I would do. I would if I were the Rams, I yeah. would get Cam Newton because you've got Ram Matthew Newton. Stafford not going to be intimidated by Cam Newton behind him. but Sean McVeigh is the type of coach who would use Cam in the red zone. You say, Cam, you're our backup here. If something happens to Stafford, you're the guy. But we're also going to incorporate you into the offense in the red zone. Uh, yeah. Like a, a team that's as smart as they are in terms of how they 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 run the ball and the types. And they've had some running back injuries. Those twelve rushing touchdowns for Cam, I think you can still get that kind of production out of him. But like, if you sign Cam and he's your backup quarterback, say he rushed for four or five touchdowns on the season that's pretty damn good. Like that's a, like a creative way to, I don't, I don't, I doubt the Rams do it, but we're just trying to figure out ways you could actually still use them. I think that would be impressive. Um, Cam, Cam acres out, Cam Newton in. There you go. Cam for Cam. Um, Speaking of great deals. <laughs> yes. I was waiting for it. Football is right around the corner. And it's time to get on, get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, which now an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, oh, man, Will and I are excited and scared because work's about to get really crazy. DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. So listen up because you don't want to miss this. You head over to DraftKings Sportsbook, the app. You download that now, and then you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game, any game you want, any of them, including the Jags, including the Bears, all teams, and you can receive $200 in free bets instantly. Also, opening night, all customers can double their money. This is everybody, not just new ones all customers can double their money as long as Tampa Bay doesn't lose by 74 points. So let's hope the Cowboys beat them by 73. Uh, I I think that would be pretty good. Uh, Fun to watch. You guys still win your money. It's a win, 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 win scenario. Uh, All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code DNVR. That is DNVR. To receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You know you got to be 21 to do this. It's Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call one 800 522 4700
1: You want to know why it's 74 points? Why? Because the biggest margin of defeat in NFL history, 73 points.
0: Ooh, wow, nice. The 1940
1: NFL championship game between the the Bears and the Washington uh, football team skins.
0: Wow. Who won? The Bears? I think it was the uh, I think it was Washington. That was a championship game. That was a championship game. How does that happen? Oh,
1: sorry. The bears won. Um, and I think the, the bears lost to them in the regular season and came back and beat them 73 to nothing (laughs) that they must've just given up. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, even the high school
0: football team didn't lose that bad.
1: Yeah. Even Bishop Sycamore, uh, showed enough of a fight.
0: I, uh, I'm not saying this is the best joke in the world, but I thought my Bishop Sankey reference at the end of that was okay.
1: Bishop Sankey more?
0: Yeah, I said I didn't. This makes me question whether or not Bishop Sankey was ever real. <laughs> but it's like uh, that's just a player I totally forgot about.
1: And I mean, I don't know if he was real. To be honest, I don't have any memory of him playing for the Titans. Exactly. So who knows? Um, a couple guys that are real that we can talk about really quickly is, first of all, Royce Freeman waived him. So I said last week that he was going to catch 100 passes for like 800 yards. So I guess that's not going to happen. Um, Maybe for another team. And Trinity Benson, who had a great preseason training camp, they traded him to the Detroit Lions, Dan Campbell. Uh, I guess he's going to do the kicking there, Uh, but if not, They sent a six-rounder in Trinity Benson in exchange for a fifth-round pick and a seventh-round pick. George Payton does love his seventh-round picks. I think he had like four of them last year. So any any thoughts on Trinity Benson? So they cut – or they waived Seth Williams, their rookie. Yep. Tyree Cleveland and Trinity Benson. Yep. Any of those moves surprise you? Well, at first
0: you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? But you you follow football long enough, you know, like, those things happen. I was surprised that both Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland ended back up on the practice squad. Those two. Especially, like, if the Lions were that interested in Trinity Benson, they should have been interested in either of those guys, which they could have gotten without – Giving anything up. Um, I think most people were under the impression that the Broncos had just so much depth at that position that somebody was gonna swoop up and grab one of those guys off waivers. Uh, it was I was a little sad to see Trinity Benson go. God, I've got these loud jets flying over my house. I don't know if you can hear them. Very distracting to me. Uh and you're in the base like you. Brought to my attention that you know he spent two years on the practice squad, and then he looked great this preseason, making just like the tough contested catches, the reliable sort of things you want to see out of receiver. And you're like, Oh, yeah, this guy's earning his roster spot. It's a story you want. But you kind of have that with Tim Patrick, right? Like they kept Tim Patrick. To me, you don't need Trinity when you have Sutton, Judy Hamler and Tim Patrick, I would have liked it for the story. I like that. They got value out of Trinity Benson. And then I also liked that Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland ended up back on the roster because heading into training camp, you were kind of excited about either of those guys like Tyree Cleveland started last year. Um, it's just, it, it, it's, uh, it's just weird when all of those transactions happen and you're like, Oh, now we only, <laughs> who's going to be that sixth receiver. Yeah. And they may just keep five on the active roster because you've got uh, so much talent there. And then you've got Noah Fant, Albert O, and is it Eric Salbert? Salbert, yeah. Eric, yeah. Eric. Who I guess I read on Twitter that Eric Salbert's who the Jags release to make room for Tim Tebow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Let me double Jags, check. that.
1: Jags keep jagging. Yeah, That's Jags. <laughs> and now he's going to make a 53 man roster while Tebow was cut like 10 years ago. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's not because it's Jacksonville.
0: Yeah. So that, yeah, that was in May. They signed him. I read that on Twitter. Jags practice squad. Twitter,
1: so you have to believe it.
0: Yeah. Either way, the Jags let him go. They did have Tim Tebow. So if it's not 100% accurate, it's pretty damn close. And Salbert yes. looked good. Like, really good. I'm, I'm excited about having him on the roster. I'm assuming he's solid at blocking, but, you know, one of Teddy's best passes was that uh, touchdown pass to Eric or the one that went to the goal line. I forget what happened there, but. Tight end depth seems amazing. Albert O playing uh because we didn't recap uh the final game. I was out of town, but like Albert O playing in that final game surprised me. I thought he was it was gonna take him longer to come back from that knee injury, but he looked good. Uh I feel so I feel really good about the tight end depth. And maybe the Broncos keep an extra tight end over, you know, that sixth receiver. Oh god.
1: I've got I've got some cursed Tim Tebow news. Oh, my God. From just an hour ago, Michael Irvin, Tim Tebow to debate Stephen A. Smith on first take following Max Kellerman's exit.
0: Oh, my God. Tim
1: Tebow is joining first take. That's so stupid. The man who's like whose 2011 season basically built first take is now joining the program. Yeah.
0: He's a guy who doesn't. I mean, Tebow has strong opinions, I guess, but like he's not a guy I would have thought as your pick to do hot take debates. And Michael Irvin. I mean, Michael Irvin makes sense to me. Like he he's got a loud voice. He can argue and. I actually, I, I find Michael Ir- Irvin very entertaining. Uh, but I also don't watch First Take every day. I think the
1: worst show possible I can imagine is um, Michael Irvin debating Stephen, or not, not Stephen A. Smith, just Steve Smith, <laughs> receiver, <laughs> Steve Smith Sr.
0: Yeah, that would.
1: <laughs> That's the worst show I think I could come up with. Maybe Stephen A. Smith is involved. Stephen A. Smith, only able to talk about the NFL, plus those yeah. two guys. <laughs> they get insane ratings, I'm sure. But, um, no, uh, this is horrible. This is really horrible news.
0: Yeah. To, like, uh, you don't have to be a fan of First Take. You don't have to be a fan of Max Kellerman. But for that show, Max and Stephen, like, it makes sense. Yeah. As much as like I'll poke fun at Stephen A. Smith or guys like Skip or Colin Cowherd, I think all of those guys are very intelligent and articulate. And, you know, assuming they know who's on the, the roster of the team they're talking about, like <laughs> they can have stimulating conversations. Max Kellerman, smart guy. Again, I don't love, I don't love that format to me because it's so contrived. Tim Tebow, I'm not saying Tebow's dumb, but he doesn't seem like the intellectual type to drive a show like that. You know what I mean? Like, I think Tebow's good for football analysis. Like, if you want him doing college broadcasts and that sort of thing, I think that's fine. I think this is a weird... (laughs) It's just, like, one of the rumors was, like, Stephen A. didn't love Max Kellerman's know it all attitude or whatever. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Maybe he just wanted the exact opposite of that. Someone he will always look smarter than. (laughs) A know nothing attitude. I don't know. That seems fucking weird.
1: It's very bizarre. Um I did not tune in before. I don't think this is gonna change my mind. No,
0: this will make I'll never I'll only see Stephen A clips on Twitter from time to time. (laughs) Good job ESPN you first, you know what, ESPN,
1: you're having a great week. Keep up the hard work.
0: Hired Tim Tebow,
1: <laughs> you hired Tim Tebow, you put a fake high school <laughs> on a national broadcast. Wow, just keep it up, keep up the hard work. You guys never change, crushing it. Um, uh, should we get to the AFC West news? Well, wait, I want
0: to talk about Royce real quick. And oh, then... okay, yeah, Royce Freeman because that's that cut actually surprised me. Um, the Broncos because I thought Royce Freeman would get released or traded once Mike Boone got healthy yeah um and Benjamin Albright was saying this was like a, a a move for Royce letting him go now so he can hop on with the team I think I don't know if that's true in that if you held on to Royce for a little while longer, I feel like a spot would open up later. Like, I feel like most teams are kind of set. Royce looked pretty good. You're going to go into the season with just two. No, they signed two more running backs after Royce. Or one more, at least. Who did they sign Yeah, McCrary out of Baltimore. Yeah, maybe Royce wanted to go to get another opportunity, and that's why they did it. He just looked good enough in the preseason where, again, another position I would have felt great about the depth was running back. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, yeah, true. Javante Williams, Royce Freeman. And Freeman does everything well. Like he pass protects, he can catch the ball, and he runs solid. Um, so that one surprised me. I hope Royce lands somewhere where they can use him. And yeah, same. He has success. Uh, but. Yeah, that one surprised me a little bit. That's all I wanted to say.
1: Uh, my problem is that they gave him like half the touches this preseason and then cut him. Yeah. Could have
0: used those for another player. <laughs> I don't know. Or are you saving that other player unnecessary reps?
1: Oh, they definitely are. If you're talking about Javante Williams, they didn't play him the last two games Yeah, uh, basically to save him.
0: Yeah, he kind of had an injury – interesting thing with Devonte williams or Javonte williams sorry i said Javonte williams um in the fantasy drafts i've done he is ranked much higher than melvin gordon ah, ah so at least the fantasy sites think he's going to get more carries than melvin gordon i'm not so sure it, not early on he won't yeah so if you want a piece of fantasy advice You can wait a little later, grab Melvin Gordon. If he looks good early, you can trade Melvin Gordon when his value is high. I think that is very sage advice. Yes. Okay. AFC West roundup. So hopefully throughout the season, what we want to do here is kind of take a look at the enemy, what they're doing throughout the week. See if there's anything we need to shit our pants about in terms of the chiefs, uh, chargers. And yeah, we'll never be too worried about the Raiders. Um, (laughs) I saw Mark Davis's uh, $14 million house plans. Yes, I, I'm worried about those. I'm a little worried he's not going to be able to afford that home. <laughs>
1: yeah, I didn't know he had that much money. I no, I know was, he's like, like worth a Stoner half a B, B
0: like $400 million, $500 million, but yeah. the Raiders have some financial issues going on right now with their stadium. Um right. So this seems like ill-advised for Mark Davis to build a $14 million home. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it looks pretty ugly. I mean, it kind of looks like the stadium, which is not yeah. something you want in a house.
0: See, I, lo- I think it looks cool because it looks like a fucking Star Wars uh, <laughs> outpost or some
1: shit. Yeah, a little bit,
0: a little bit. And it fits. It fits the Raiders. Uh, I like that he's building his house in theme with the stadium. I like Mark Davis we make fun of him, but I actually like him. I've heard him talk like twice. And I'm like, Oh shit. He actually kind of sounds like he makes sense, but, uh, uh, yeah, he he's a normal so dude silly.
1: haircut aside. He yeah. seems like an okay person. My question is like when you build these houses, like Michael Jordan ran into the same problem. Uh, who, how are you ever going to sell it? Yeah. How Are you ever going to sell a house? Yeah. Like- <laughs> Hopefully, a really rich Raiders fan buys it one day. Yeah, maybe like the you know the Violator or uh, one of the guys that wears the Darth Vader helmet at the games. Yeah. They ever win the lottery?
0: Didn't you tell me that like a bunch of those guys are all like like doctors and lawyers that get all crazy dressed up? Yeah. No, that's true. (laughs) Just how they uh they release from their high-stressed, high-paying jobs. Yeah, makes sense.
1: I mean, those tickets aren't cheap. They should be. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Probably. (laughs) Got him. Okay, so the Raiders, since we started talking about them, they released John Brown. Um, Yes. We'll put that in the rundown. That was the guy I was thinking about as the surprise release uh, when I was thinking about the the AFC West, Uh, especially with the Raiders, whose wide receiver situation is interesting. I guess. Well, you got
1: Hunter Renfro who is better than
0: Jalen Ramsey. So, I don't know who <laughs> yeah. else he
1: could possibly need behind him. Right?
0: Hunter Renfro, the, uh, the most likable Raider in Raiders history, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: So, they released John Brown, who is 31 now. Um, wow. But, you know, he's, he's still fast. Was with Buffalo last season but became expendable there with the emergence of Gabe Davis. And then they signed Emmanuel Sanders. Um, oh, he requested his release from. The yeah. Raiders.
1: Yeah. I, I think what they're trying to do is like, they're, they're trying to do a one year kind of rehabilitation thing. Like they did with Nelson Aguilar, uh, but he, he clearly wasn't into it. He wasn't playing ball.
0: Just another veteran who spent some time with the Raiders and was like, Nah, guys, oh, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Okay, so he Even requested... could use his
1: services, you think?
0: What's that? Who could use him? Yeah. I'm sure the fucking Buccaneers or uh, Chiefs will sign him, and he'll have, like, a 1,000-yard season.
1: Yeah, that's exactly who I thought of the Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs? The Rams? The Rams make a little bit of sense. Um, the Chiefs just came up because I think people forgot a little bit that sammy watkins is not there anymore
0: yeah with the chiefs too like McCole hardman just hasn't turned into the the guy i think they thought he would be which was tyreek hill uh reincarnated yeah um that's pretty tough to do <clears throat> the chiefs don't need him because kelsey and hill do everything yeah, the need. Chiefs don't need shit like outside of those two guys it doesn't matter and like I like Demarcus Robinson, I like Byron Pringle when they actually, you know, incorporate him into the passing game. Crunchy, yes. But uh yes, once he pop, fun don't stop. Um let's see here. <laughs> We're turning into like an actual sports show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just like
1: name players. Uh this team is stacked. They've got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. I don't know how they can't be good this year. Yeah. 49ers maybe.
0: Yeah. Um Ravens? Baltimore
1: Ravens? He was with the Ravens a couple of years ago, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, is that where he Northern started Ravens? his career?
1: No, he started in Arizona. Uh, he, he went to uh and he went to Baltimore where he played with Joe Flacco.
0: Yep. That's right. That's kind of where he excelled. He was good there. Yes. Yeah, I don't know where he's going to land.
1: Maybe like... Not uh, not Las Vegas. We know that much. Not Vegas. Um, I mean, he could always go to Detroit, right? It feels like Detroit still needs like 10 wide receivers. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what
0: Detroit's doing. They don't... Did they finally sign a kicker yet? I hope not. (laughs) Dan Campbell's just like, we're, ne- we're never going to kick field goals. Uh, we're going for it on two, and we're going for every fourth just down. Just get rid of the punter while you're at it. Yeah, that's two uh, extra roster spots.
1: They claimed Austin Siebert off waivers from the Bengals.
0: Cool. I wish they hadn't done that. <laughs> oh, here's something I wanted to talk about. We'll finish up with the, the AFC West real quick, I promise. Okay, final preseason game. I'm watching this. Yes. And, uh, God damn it, what's his name? The punter that we played against. Borquez? Cody Borkwes? Borkwes. Yes. Yes, Cody Um Just boomed kicks. Just crushed them all game. Yeah. And if you've paid attention to the Broncos' punter situation since they released Colquitt, they've had guys who are serviceable. Uh they drafted Riley Dixon to replace Colquitt. Then they got rid of Dixon. They brought in Marquette King, tried to change the way he punted for some stupid reason. Uh that didn't work out. They have they had Wadmania, Colby Wadman. Uh now yeah. they've got Sam Martin. Sam Martin, he's a he's an average punter.
1: Perfectly yeah, fine. You'll
0: take it. Perfect like he's consistent. He's doesn't doesn't mess up but he doesn't none of these guys were booming kicks at at altitude and every time opposing punters come in it seems like at least once a game they kick like a 60 65 yard punt Borquez did it all game the rams weren't going to keep him because they have Johnny Hecker another very good punter the packers traded for Borquez got him The Broncos got a firsthand look at him. I would have made the move to try and acquire Borquez because I think that's a weapon you can take advantage of half the season, nine games this year. You should have a punting advantage and the Broncos just haven't had it. I know it's a small nitpicky thing, but like, I was like, I want this guy. I would love to have somebody who knocks some 60 plus yard kicks Every week, but didn't my they. my
1: theory is that they're telling Sam Martin to reel it in because they're worried if they if the punter kicks it too far, they can't cover the kick. Does that make sense, though? It makes a little sense. I mean, their uh, special teams coverage is awful. Their kick coverage is terrible.
0: Yeah, they've struggled, but maybe that's true.
1: It might play into it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's I'm true. Conspiracy Sam Martin starts pinning punts bit.
0: and then fine. That's maybe the thing, like with Teddy Bridgewater, maybe you won't have to punt far very often. Um, hopefully there's less three and outs. Yes. Another trend. <laughs> Bad special teams coverage. Lots of three and outs. Two things I have grown to hate. Yeah.
1: You wonder why this team hasn't had a winning season in like yeah. five years.
0: And when the defense started to get injured, the other issue the Broncos had was they would get teams to third down and then let them convert.
1: (laughs) It's all a recipe for success is what it is. All right. Chiefs, what did they do? Uh, They waived third-year running back Darwin Thompson, and you know what he did? He turned around and he joined the enemy, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The natural progression him, him. and evolution. Yep. I don't know if he'll uh, get on the roster there at any point. Maybe he seems like uh, he oh. could do some of the things that Gio Bernard does there. So if he ever gets injured, that might make sense. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's nice to see someone leave the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, the running back stable is Clyde Edwards, L.A.R., Daryl Williams, and here's one I missed or forgot about Jarek McKinnon. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> if he's healthy, that's a little scary, right? Is it? I don't know. Does it matter
1: who they have back there? I don't know. It's uh, like, the like ball a guy old, they could use like in the passing game. In the Super Bowl. It's like, you know, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, what a dumb team. They're so good, though. That's what yes. we're, we've been uh, reduced to,
0: Chiefs. You're dumb.
1: Dumb. You dumb don't get it. Uh
0: Yeah, Chiefs roster is fine. I don't give a shit what they did. Yeah, this preseason, who, cares who plays running back for the Chiefs doesn't matter. Here's here's how bad it's been for Broncos fans. I saw uh, when Patrick Mahomes threw that like one interception in the preseason a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Broncos Twitter was like jumping all over shitting on Mahomes. I was like, "Don't, don't let's do, do that." <laughs> First of all, it's preseason. Second of all, you're showing how desperate we look. <laughs> Mahomes making yes. a mistake in preseason, not a good look for the fan base, guys. Let's let's we made that mistake by shitting on his interceptions in practice. Okay, uh, we haven't beat them in was a four straight seasons. My philosophy right now with the Chiefs is I'm going to try not to talk shit until we get a win uh, because I've made that mistake for decades now with Tom Brady, and uh, I'm going to hold off. I'll make fun of the Raiders because they don't scare yep. me. I'll make fun of the Chargers. So they no actually scare me a little bit if you. they stay healthy. but
1: Yeah, but there's no one to hold you to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Are the Chargers fans going to come after me? Yeah, come on. Yeah. I dare you. I'll grab my three friends and fight them all off. <laughs>
1: yeah, the only thing you have to worry about is an echo. And, um, and one
0: of those friends is a Chargers fan. <laughs> yeah, got we got John, John.
1: Ron, That's like the only person. <laughs> he's not going to get
0: Blitz. mad at us.
1: He's our friend. Yeah. Um, but they the Chargers released Tyron Johnson, which was a little bit surprising. He had uh, 20 receptions, 400 yards, three touchdowns. Last year. That was a little, a little bit surprising. A little bit surprising. I, I didn't see that one coming. And he was, uh, I don't think the rest of the NFL did either because he was claimed up by the Jaguars on waivers. The Jaguars are first in the waiver order.
0: So he just didn't last. We'll take him. He said, Yeah, we'll take him. If the Jags' offensive line can uh, figure their shit out, well, that's they've enough. got like such a solid receiving group. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, they do. It's just like a bunch of underrated guys who are solid, in my opinion. Throw him in the mix. I think the Chargers let him go because uh, Jalen Guyton uh, really emerged last season. Um, Guyton's a guy for sure. Yeah, (laughs) I just remember Guyton making like some really like good, tough catches. But still, yeah, yeah, they're not super deep at receiver. It it just seems like. Sorry,
1: what's that? I was going to say he was impressive last year.
0: Yeah, Guyton. I'm trying to look up what his stats were.
1: Yeah, they also if, drafted Josh Palmer in the third round out of Tennessee, and I think they, they oh, like right. what they have out of him. So, Oh,
0: yeah, people were really we'll high on that up. pick too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it's like Justin Herbert should excel with Whoever's catching the ball, he seems like he might be that type of quarterback. I don't want to say for sure that I believe that uh, because part of me is hoping for a huge sophomore slump. Um, But he looked, he looked good last year. There's just no way of shaking it. It looked really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can one QB, LA should have went all in for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. the crazy story we just we have such a knack for evading good quarterbacks yeah we really do and it, it just mac jones is really underscoring that fact right now yeah i we I mean, we haven't seen him or justin fields play a snap in the regular season so no i will say like
0: really the one thing when you look at mac jones yet. sorry what was that
1: I was gonna say we don't need to flog ourselves over that yet, but no, not yet. Not we'll, there'll be
0: plenty of flogging time later. Yeah, but the, Mac Jones, the thing that it actually impresses me the most about him is just his pocket presence. Oh yeah, it's footwork. crazy. God, like it's so good. Some things like you just realize right away, like this guy has it figured out. And when you've seen bad pocket presence, <laughs> I yes. think when you see good <laughs> pocket presence, it just sticks out. And guys who know how to move up through the pocket, uh, so something Locke hasn't figured out on the, the pro level yet. He had some success this preseason when he trusted and stepped into it. Um, but, yeah, Mac Jones, not the strongest arm. can he, To me, like, he's been compared a lot to Tom Brady, but he kind of reminds me a little bit more of Drew Brees yeah, than I think that's Brady. Fair. But, that's fair. Yeah, no, um, he's got
1: incredible rhythm. I think is the one thing you see out of mac jones yeah which is perfect for a timing <clears throat> offense like the patriots
0: yeah, yeah and i'm rooting for nice him to because watch. i need my tom brady uh, narrative to uh stick so i need a patriots quarterback to fucking just tear it up and I'd be like okay see you gave belichick a quarterback who wasn't injured cam newton and they're doing it again
1: <laughs> but, yeah i kind of wish he had stayed Number
0: fifty is the only problem. Yeah, that would have been cool. If I was a that quarterback, was cool. I would have asked for to do that. <laughs> it's like no no no, I don't want ten. He'll no. be like, I'll change out of fifty when I th- after I throw fifty touchdowns in a season. Yeah. Then I'll wear ten. Um, <laughs> Did we talk about needing Tom Brady to beat Aaron Rodgers in the postseason? Was that our conversation? Possibly. It, we can go over it again. I was just Maybe I had it over the weekend, but I think if Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl with the Packers, he returns to the Packers. Yeah. So if it is Tampa Bay versus Green Bay again in the championship game, I might for the first time in a long time, really, really want Tom Brady to get to the Super Bowl. If he has to deal another loss to Aaron Rodgers, because I think maybe that would help his chance coming to Denver.
1: Don't you think, though, if he won the Super Bowl in Green Bay, he might just kind of
0: ride off into the sunset? I don't know. Because I think, like, if he wins the Super Bowl, he's like, see, you guys just listened to the few things I wanted to do. We got there and won. Let's keep listening to me, Aaron Rodgers, and we'll do it again. Interesting. Anyway. That's all I have to say today. We got to go do our Patreon fantasy draft and uh, anything you want to add to this podcast before
1: we leave.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to
1: say that John Elway played his entire
0: career without NACL. Good night and good luck. Football's right around the corner. Oh my God, I'm so excited. And you can get in on all of the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly. When you bet $1 or more on any football game, So listen up because you do not want to miss this. Head over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any Week 1 game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. DraftKings didn't forget about current customers. All customers can participate in DraftKings Week 1 No-brainer, which is awesome. For opening night, all customers can double their money as long as Tampa Bay doesn't lose by 74 points. Oh, man. It would be so nice if Tampa Bay did lose by 74 points. But I don't want you to lose money, so take that bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. That's DNVR to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code DNVR to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Gotta be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wage are required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. That's cool.